0: Coffee Time Theology, yeah!
1: and welcome to Coffee Time Theology. Yeah. I'm Stu.
0: And I'm Grace.
1: And we're your hosts. So grab a cup of coffee,
0: sit down and join us, and we'll have a chat.
1: Yeah. Today we're going to be tackling one of the great questions of the world.
0: What is humanity, Stu?
1: Yeah. What is humanity? Stu, specifically, is one of the great questions of the world.
0: Philosophers over the last thousands of years have been waiting.
1: (laughs) Stu, what (laughs) is humanity?
0: Get your act together and let us know. Be
1: born already
0: <laughs> so we can ask you. So that we can solve this in a 15 to 20 minute podcast.
1: Yeah, so we're, we're going we're gonna to nail it. I might sneeze. I'll hold your coffee. Oh. There's genuinely nothing more nerve-wracking than sneezing while holding a like full cup of coffee. Stressful coffee drinking aside, mm. humanity. We thought... We'd start with pop culture.
0: Because that's where we go to get all the answers to our big questions all the in life, right? For
1: everything. We just, like, what does popular culture tell us? And right now, we figured the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a good reading of current pop culture. And
0: it's probably one of the things that the Western world has collectively watched the most over the last decade or so, right? Yeah,
1: yeah I think so. Right, so, the MCU, there are humans in it. Yes. Right? And in the MCU, there are villains that span, like, otherworldly beings. Mm-hmm. Two, just like the guy down the road. Yeah. You know? Sometimes
0: it's aliens. Sometimes it's the concept of grief.
1: I don't know if the villain was the concept of grief or if it was, you know, Agatha. So they're humans, right?
0: Yeah. In it yep. too, yep.
1: And so I like Black Panther. Uh-huh. Because it's a good movie.
0: The movie, not the character specifically? I mean, I
1: like the character Wakanda forever, you know. But... The movie specifically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it has the good guy and the bad guy in it are both humans. Yeah. And they're both humans that have just slightly different backgrounds. Yeah. In them, both is the capability or cruelty, heroism, mercy, all of these things. And both of them showcase at different times during the movie. They're both sympathetic characters. Yeah. At different times in the movie, you could argue that they're both like, mm, I don't know if they're right.
0: They both have moments in the movie, but you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about that.
1: Yeah. That showcases, I guess, a heap of what humanity is. Mm-hmm. You know, like there is the capacity in humanity for both untold greatness and untold evil evil or cruelty.
0: Despicability.
1: Despicability. What else have we got? Oh, again, Captain America. You know, like yeah. the idea of the serum enhancing that which is already within you. You mm-hmm. know, good becomes great, evil becomes worse. And so you've got the Red Skull, which is this epitome of the worst parts of humanity.
0: Or it's like greed and desire for enhancement. Advancement? advancement? It's like enhancement
1: and advancement together. Just ma- In- mashed together. Advancement.
0: Amped up to 11. And then versus our desire for justice mm. and... I don't know goodness, kindness, in the American way. I don't. I don't remember enough about that movie.
1: The American way. I'm pretty sure that's Superman, isn't it? I don't.
0: know, Captain America. Probably. Oh, Yeah, that's
1: true. I mean, but you know, truth, justice, in the American way is like the Superman mm. thing. Okay. Okay. What about other other pop culture readings of humanity? Lord of the Rings. There's a lot of humans in Lord of the Rings.
0: Mm-hmm. We have in Lord of the Rings, we have like Boromir who tried to help get the Fellowship of the Ring on their way, but then.
1: Succumbed he to succumbed, temptation. Yeah. Mm.
0: But then we also have humans who were good and kind and heroic as well. Mm. We have the king who was magicked.
1: King Theoden. Yep, that one. Of the Rohirrim.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: King of Rohan.
0: And bad influences.
1: <laughs> yes, yep.
0: Yes, bad influences amped up his fear and his anger, I guess. Mm. And that... Hugely changed how he ran his kingdom and how all of his people interacted with him and with the world. And then when that was undone and he was able to be back to himself again, himself uh-huh, now uh-huh. being courageous and heroic because, you know, those are the kingly attributes that we need right now. He had to go and undo the damage, the damage that he'd done and sort of repair those relationships. And mm. so we have this nice little restoration.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like in that, like, Lord of the Rings, you know, Gandalf and Sarumana is starry, so we don't count them as humanity in this space. Uh However, like, Wormtongue? Mm -hmm. No, Wormtail. No, Wormtongue. One of them's a Harry Potter character. The other one's the one in Lord of the Rings.
0: Yep. You know,
1: he's the one poisoning the mind of the king. Yeah. And he's just a dude.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, like, he's just a human who's succumbed to different powers. Powers, Right? Mm. Mm. There is the capacity in all humans in this kind of pop culture literature for both good and evil.
0: What about like Harry Potter? I think of the character of Draco in Harry Potter. Yep. From birth, he's been taught to view the world a certain way Mm. and tries so hard to continue viewing the world that way and goes down a life path because he's been taught that that's what we do and this is what is right. And then as the narrative comes to a conclusion of him We can see that he's been wrestling with it Mm. over the whole narrative, and sometimes we hate him because those are the times that he's bought into it, and then we see his struggle with actually recognizing that what he's been taught is wrong, yeah, and that he needs to step away from everything he knows for the good of the world.
1: And like you know, aspects of humanity in Harry Potter, Mm -hmm. you know, like the the house system is quite reductionist, you know, Uh like. There's the, the different, but you know, the smart ones over here, the courageous ones over here, the uh, cunning mm-hmm. and the, you know, maybe evil, maybe not. No, no, we're not going to attribute evil to cunning. However, we're going to assume for most of the movie that that's the house of the evil. Yeah. And then, you know, the rest of them uh, and Hufflepuff.
0: Hey, excuse me. Well, <laughs> you know, like. The, the ones who value kindness and loyalty. The ones
1: who, yeah, the loyal ones. Well, um, uh, yeah, I guess. I guess that is what that is. What their traits are, right? Eh? Mm-hmm. Loyalty. You know, you have all of them and yeah. you have like, we reduce people to things. And then they, I think they go out of their way to then show that people aren't binary. Yeah. You know, like, hey, you're you're in the house of the brave. You can be a coward. You know, like people aren't one thing. Yeah. You know, you can be smart in the house of the brave and then you're not in the house of the smart. And, you, you know, all of these things of humanity is this complex beast, you know, like, mm-hmm. humanity is this complicated thing.
0: Or even like to be brave, to be in the house of the brave, you don't have to be brave 100% of the time. Mm. You can be brave only once and that's enough.
1: And that's enough. And then within all of that, there is good and evil in each of the spaces. You know, yeah. it's not this like, oh, you're, you're this, therefore you're evil. You know, there's the capacity for, what is it? I think it's a Dumbledore quote for great good in all of us. Yeah. There's a lot in Harry Potter.
0: Yeah, th- there is.
1: There's a lot about humanity in pop culture, eh?
0: Well, it's like all of those things that we've just talked about, like Lord of the Rings is giant, however many words.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Most of them about trees. No, that's not true. Not most of them, just a lot of them.
0: And like the seven books of Harry Potter and then the movies and then all of the MCU and all of the comics that go around and Mm -hmm. behind that. And Mm -hmm. it's like all of these things are in our public consciousness, our shared experience of the world, telling us about what it is to be human. Right. Right.
1: And a lot of them, like all of the stories about, you know, this is what it is to be human. What it is to be human is all of these things. Yeah. You know, so what is it to be me amongst that? You know, because humanity contains kindness and cruelty. You know, to be human is to be both. That's essentially the storytelling, right? That's the story we tell in all of these things. There's the capacity for tremendous good and the capacity for tremendous evil in humans. That's the story. That's the story being told. Yes. And then within that, it's like, so what is this character? Let's follow this character and see what they are. Yeah. You know?
0: Let's figure this out. And then maybe let's fake out every now and then. You thought this character was evil, but it turns out. like, Just kidding. Turns out they had good intentions. They just had bad information or.
1: Or they were just stupid. Like, I like those ones where like, oh, we thought this person was good. And then they ruined everything, but they didn't do it because they were bad. They just did it because they were dumb. Made some dumb decisions
0: Yeah Or it's like In this particular instance You didn't hold on To your self-control And got angry And punched the wrong person In the face And that doesn't make you A bad guy Uh, Star-Lord punching Thanos In the face
1: (laughs) Okay yeah Yeah I was looking at you Like what are you referencing Like okay yeah Yeah Because I mean You know objectively It's Star-Lord's fault The snap happened right
0: Yeah objectively (laughs) I mean no Objectively it's Thanos' fault The snap happened We're not gonna (laughs) (laughs) Not gonna go there. Yeah, I think because these are fictional characters, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We learn from them and we learn about ourselves through them, but we also have like that step removed from them. Mm. So reading about humanity there is one thing, but we also have a version of humanity that's presented to us through like newspapers, mm-hmm. through true crime podcasts, and uh, the yep. weird fascination with the them. weird
1: fascination with Twitter. Twitter. Like yep. social media in general. Oh, social the, media is the worst. The best and worst of humans. Like,
0: <laughs> Yep. Yep. History but books. History books where we read from the perspective of the people who won. Mm. And so is we Like we, we learn from history while also keeping a close eye on what it is that we're learning, right? Mm,
1: yep. You know, you why? Know, propaganda. Yep. You know, like there's a lot to say about humanity for how we reframe things to make ourselves the good guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Or how we present the bad things about our enemies, but the good things about ourselves.
1: Yeah.
0: In social media and in propaganda.
1: Mm, they're essentially the same thing.
0: Essentially the same thing, just on a personal level.
1: Yep. It's a big call. Cool.
0: Versus a national level. Mm. I guess with all of that said. Yep. What does it mean then to hold all of that information about humanity and look at the Bible and say, how does this shape our humanity? How does this? What does this tell us about what it means to be human?
1: Mm. If the pop culture aspect of humanity and the history and stuff tells us one thing, what does the Bible tell us? What does God tell us? What is the plan? Yeah. What is the purpose?
0: What is the essence of humanity?
1: Mm. Essence of humanity.
0: It's not like some kind of essential oil. You just... <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. So biblical view of humanity. I guess you'd start in Genesis. Yeah.
0: Right. Right at the beginning. Probably a good place to start. In the book of the Bible, that's designed to tell us about the world and the universe and our relationship with it, right? Also tells us about ourselves and what we are and what our backstory is philosophically.
1: Philosophically. So humanity from dust, right?
0: Yeah. So the story in Genesis is God created things, Things, stuff.
1: Yep, stuff and things.
0: And then God formed a shape out of the dust, so the same stuff, the same fundamental building blocks that everything else in the world that we can see is made out of. And then the spirit of God was breathed into humanity.
1: Hmm. The bit that makes us different from the animal, the bit that makes us different from everyone else is that breath, everything else.
0: Yeah. So with that breath and the shape made of the dust collectively, we are made as reflections of God. Reflections of God's creation all around us and also of God's sacred nature. Mm. And so all of us then are reflections of God individually, as well as on a collective scale. Everything that is good is part of the sacredness of life. There is our kindness and our hope and our joy and our creativity and our capacity for love. And those are all reflections of God, the creator, who made us in their image.
1: And then from that mm-hmm. point of creation in humanity we have the we have the concept of a fall and the idea that the capacity for mm. evil was already inside. It's an interesting take on, you know, the story of the fall. Mm. Because with free will is the capacity to do wrong.
0: The choice to do what I want gives me the choice to hurt others.
1: Mm. And again in the story in Genesis, the knowledge of good and evil, and then the choice from there to do evil.
0: Yeah, humanity made in the image of God was offered the choice to continue living with God in ignorance of evil and walking with God in the good or to choose to craft to shape their own existence, their own life. And that was the choice that was made.
1: With the capacity to hurt, to do harm. This is like that choice, that question, so the the question of what would they do? Mm-hmm. You know, the the choice of what they actually choose, what we actually choose, is huge. Yeah. And perhaps alongside this idea of the image bearer we are made in the image of God, choice is a key aspect of what it is to be human.
0: Absolutely. You know,
1: the choice existed there and then. And then throughout the Bible, we have what we do with that choice. You know? yeah. And God's reaction to those choices, mm-hmm. I think, is, is essentially what the Bible is.
0: It's the narrative of the whole Bible, right? It's like, hey, guys, I'd really love it if you could do the right thing and show each other the kindness and the goodness and the love and the peace that I know you're capable of. And people are like, okay, that sounds great. That sounds really great. Except that right now I don't want to. Yeah. I want to have more things and I can't do that and also be kind to people.
1: And in the space of, of humanity, there is also the, the story of divinity that sits alongside it, mm-hmm. right? There is where the, the human responses, the divine image of God, calls us to hopefully do the right thing. Yeah. And us choosing to do the selfish thing. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And, and so humanity is not the evil bit. No. You know, humanity is not the inherently selfish bit. Humanity, I think, is this wrestling.
0: It's the knowledge, the understanding that we have a selfless part and a selfish part. Mm. And we have the choice every day in everything we do, which bit we're going to listen to. Yeah. Right. And the story of the Bible and of all human existence not recorded in the Bible Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is this wrestling, this choice. And
1: what will we do with the choice? What will we
0: do with the choice? And what impact do the choices of others have on me?
1: And that's the story that we retell in our story. You know, when we come back to the pop culture, Mm -hmm. when we come back to our our fiction, our entertainment, the stories we continually choose to tell are the stories about someone choosing one thing over the other.
0: And the the shape, the conflict in them Mm. is almost always the impact of other people's choices on them Mm. have caused the situation. What are we going to do about it?
1: One of our tutors at Bible College really liked a quote from a theologian. In a book which talks about humanity being essentially good, but existentially estranged. A lot of ease in that. Essentially good, but existentially estranged. Hmm. Which talks about how, at its core, you know, humans are good and created in creating the image of God, but estranged from, I guess, the purity of always making the right choice.
0: Recognising that the story of God as presented. At the beginning is one of living in community community with ourselves as a as a people community with god and with our environment and the earth around us all of these things working together in harmony and by being existentially estranged our existence is estranged from those connections we are we are disconnected now from god and from other people and from the world around us and from ourselves and the impact of that is huge and far reaching so with all of that information do you think we've come any closer to having an answer <laughs> to what humanity actually is
1: uh, maybe i think that idea of humanity is the the wrestling of divinity and mortality mm. Ugh, that sounds really wise but it doesn't mean anything <laughs> <laughs> you know like <laughs> like is it hmm, that's a mm. wise t-. what does that mean no idea I think it means that
0: as we encounter humanity
1: mm-hmm.
0: on a day-to-day basis, we can recognize that there is some element of wrestling in every single person. And if we face them with the assumption that, for example, we've been listening to too many true crime <laughs> podcasts and yeah. anyone could be a serial killer, you know, we're going to treat them a lot differently than if we assume that they are fundamentally, essentially good, that they are... A, a sacred person created in the image of God and fundamentally have good intentions. I think that changes how we, how we accept people.
1: I think it's the idea that humanity is always wrestling with a choice and always a reflection of the divine. We like to use the idea of people carrying a divine spark. Mm. You know, there is something of God in everyone. There is something of the divine in everyone. There is something that is both a reflection of God and, and a unique soul hmm. In everyone
0: The breath of God sustains us
1: And this idea that In everyone is also the wrestling choice hmm. You know, the, the choice every day Of like, well, what does this mean? What do I choose to do here? And that inherently People are carrying the divine hmm. People are wanting to do What is right Both for them and for those around them But constantly wrestling with that choice hmm think that's what it is to be human. And that is obviously uh, a simplified answer. If at the beginning of this podcast, we tricked you into thinking we had the answer to what it means to be human. The answer is, well, to be human is to be both perfect and not perfect at all times, you know, to wrestle with those two things.
0: To carry the potential for both huge amounts of good and also for great amounts of hurt. Yeah. So we don't have an answer for you in the end except for what philosophers and theologians over time have come up with, which is that humanity is essentially good, but also existentially estranged. So, until next time, take a deep breath,
1: drink more water,
0: know that you are loved,
1: and have a great day.
0: Bye!